Hello, my friends. It's Ryan from the Prolific Creator Podcast. Now, many of you have asked, hey, Ryan, how do I support the show? Well, I finally listened. Starting today, you can subscribe to the Prolific Creator Plus on ACAST Plus for $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee. No apps to download and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Get access to the entire archive of Prolific Creator Awesomeness. Over 160 episodes going back to 2017. Yes, that's right, my friends. A plethora of information and inspiration, tips, tricks, and interviews to get your art and work into the world. Remember those ads? Say bye, bye, bye. Wait, there's more. For $5 a month, you can get access to the full prolific creator experience. This includes the full archives, early access to episodes, listener Q&A, book and movie reviews, and interviews not for the public, and perhaps any other awesomeness I might do on the microphone. Sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it does, Ryan. If you want to listen for free, you'll notice the last 50 episodes or so will always be available wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, by subscribing today, you don't have to download any new apps, and you can simply keep listening on the podcast platform you prefer. Cool. Okay. Cool. Thanks for your love and support in advance. Simply click on the link in the show notes or on my website, and it'll take you where you need to go. Now on to the show. Have you tried finding tickets for any live event lately? It's impossible to keep up and prices are crazy. That's why you have to check out Gold Star. Gold Star makes it easy to discover the best in live entertainment in your city with instant access to awesome events and special ticket deals. Concerts, live theater, comedy, dance, food fests, immersive experiences. You name it, Gold Star has access to special deals you won't find anywhere else with savings of 50% or more. Go to goldstar.com and use code DCPOD to save $10 on your first purchase. That's goldstar.com, code DCPOD to save $10. Episode number 102, the Prolific Writer Podcast. Shashane Wallace stops by the show and talks about how she went from making $50 a month to $5,000 a month in, yeah, that's right, one year. She has a great story. You're going to love this interview, and I'm so glad that you stopped by. But first, some intro music. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast, where speed's the name of the game. Follow an indie author and publisher and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on writing fast, writing often, and writing well, so you can do the same. Here's Ryan. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Prolific Writer Podcast. This is your host, Ryan J. Pelton. So glad that you are here. The podcast dedicated to helping you write fast, often, and well, helping you get unstuck, helping you build a business with your art. And so glad that you're here. However you found us, if it's your first time, hey, welcome. If it's your hundredth time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And I'm really glad that you're here. Thanks for sharing the love. Thanks for tuning in. Another great interview in the queue and uh, Shashane Wallace stopped by the show. And what I love about the prolific writer podcast is I've been able to interview some, some fantastic authors yeah, people from literally around the world. And today is not going to disappoint because Shashane is from Jamaica. And uh, I, I, w- I do want to preface something. I, I, I made a little boo-boo during the interview, kind of a big boo-boo, but it was kind of a mental cramp. 
a mental fart, if you will. Uh, I, I had mentioned, uh, I read her in her bio that, um, she didn't uh, have many English books or didn't have any English books. And I confused that was not that there were no books in English, but there were no books, English books. So learning how to write and, and basic grammar stuff. And so totally confused that and made a, a dumb thing in the realizing that in Jamaica, they obviously speak English. And so when you get to that part, just have a good laugh the way I had a good laugh with that and try to save myself. But uh, but Shashane has a great story uh, growing up in Jamaica, um, not having a- access to a, a ton of books, um, but but finding a love and a joy for writing. And, and she's going to talk about just her passion for writing, how that started really young and how she just has kept kind of plowing along. And in the last year, she's had some really great success. And she's going to talk about that, how she's done that, uh, what what has been some of the things that have been helpful for her. And, and one of the things you're going to love about this interview is just how she has been doing all this on a, what I'll call a shoestring budget. And I think it's really important if you're just starting out, um, even if you're not just starting out is, is I just see a lot of authors, a lot of writers, um, especially that are trying to get their books out. there, just spending way too much money on marketing, way too much money on covers and editing and things like that. And if you're just starting out again, there are so many creative ways to do this, uh, at a reasonable clip before you begin to make money with your art and with your work. And, and that we shouldn't be ashamed of that either of, of making money with your work. And, and that's a good thing. Um, but you don't need to blow the bank uh, to to make great books and to get great stories out in the world and whatever your message is. And so she's going to talk a little bit about how she has done that. Now, before we get to the interview, just a couple quick things. I just want to mention uh, real quick is the 45-day novel course is still in the works. Trying to carve out more time to get that finished it just takes a lot longer than I had realized recording videos and all those good things. Um, but I want to just say, if you are interested in signing up for the 45 day novel course and you'd like updates on how that's coming, it should hopefully be out depending on when you're listening to this the next, uh, few weeks and it'll be out in May at the latest. That's my, my deadline for myself. Cause I got some other things coming up in June. Uh, but I've been really working hard on this course and I've been getting a lot of good feedback from the prolific writer community and, and kind of what are the things that you struggle with and what are the things that, um, that you really need help with. And, and I really feel like the 45 day novel course is designed to help you, uh, especially those that are just getting started or maybe those that just have a few books in you and those that want to kind of ramp up their prolificness, if you will. And I'm, I'm kind of designing this blueprint of how I've been able to write quite a few novels and, and nonfiction books. This one's for novels specifically, but um, how I've been able to do that at a, at a higher clip, um, but also with a day job and, and other responsibilities and things like that. And so, so just talking about, you know, finding time to write and, uh, the editing process that I use to, to do that in a more uh, efficient way and how to publish your work, uh, when it's ready and to do that well and, and how to market it and, and just some of those things, but it's a whole blueprint system to really have something that you can use the rest of your life to be prolific and to create good work. And so if you're interested in that, sign up with the, on the VIP list, uh, get on the website, the prolificwriter.net, and you'll see links all over the place, but the VIP list, just get on the main list and I will keep you updated on that. And uh, I know some of you are excited to, to see that out in the world. And I look forward to, um, sharing that with you. And it's going to be just a fantastic course, um, online, but I'm, I'm trying to do something different because I know the online space isn't always the greatest way to learn, but I'm, I'm making this a very interactive thing where I, you will have full access to me and, uh, also 
uh, I have someone else on my team helping me with this, um, that when you have questions of, of how to, you know, publish your book or, or where the platforms are, where to find an editor, all that kind of stuff is that I'm going to have office hours and I'm going to have, uh, you know, you can email me anytime and I'll be able to answer those questions, which you don't usually get in the online space. It just kind of spam me in. And sleazy sometimes, uh, but this is a real life uh, community, and uh, and I love interacting with all of you, and so I'm here to help you any way I can get your message out into the world and get your stories out in the world. So that's enough of me talking. I want to get to Shashane Wallace interview, and here is our little chat. Enjoy. to the Prolific Writer Podcast. So excited today to have Shashane Wallace on the show. And Shashane is a romance author and she writes romances with heart. And so Shashane, why don't you tell us what do you mean that you write romances with heart? Um, all right, so just a correction. I think it's supposed to be a heat with heart. Okay, heat with heart. Right, like heat it. with heart, <laughs> right. Um, so the reason I chose this tagline is because I realized that there was a, a big fuss over erotic, what is erotic romance and what is erotic romance. So I wanted to make a bridge, with the, gap, a gap, a bridge the gap right there. Um, because for me, uh, people keep saying that erotica should just be about like the, the sex and the storyline doesn't matter or anything. However, I wanted to show that I think that the greatest expression of love, expression of sex should be within romance. I don't see why. I should have a fade to fade to black sex scene because it's a romance book. So that's why the concept came up of heat with heart. I like that. So, uh, so tell us a little bit, uh, how did you get into, I, I've been following your, your journey a little bit and kind of digging into a little bit of your biography and, and you've really been cranking out the books. And so tell us a little bit how you got into writing uh, romance and then just writing in general. All right. Well, I've, I discovered a passion for reading. So it, it stemmed from literature. Um, I used to devour books like Nancy Drew and Hardy Boys when I was younger. And I think I read my first romance book when I was in like grade six. Yeah, it was a historical romance, probably a bit too early to read them, but I was hooked on, on romance books. And I realized I kept devouring them like two books a day and I kept reading and kept reading and the passion was just there. And I can recall writing my first book when I was in grade seven, it's about 160 pages at that time. But it was romance, but sweet teen romance at the time. I would just write them and pass them on to my friends in the class to read, and they would read and be so excited that I, I had the ability to write something this good. So that's where it all started, to be honest. Now, if I'm correct, you, you are in Jamaica, and, uh, and have you lived in Jamaica most of your life? I've always lived in Jamaica. <laughs> now, if I'm... Uh, now correct me if I'm wrong. I think I did read something that, that for a while though, in Jamaica, you didn't have any books that were in English. Is that correct? Um, no, not books that were in English. They, they, the thing for all Jamaica is an English speaking country. So right. everything here is in English. But the thing though, is that it's not a country where you see that literature is appreciated greatly. So you won't find um, anybody here who are being um, put on the forefront for being an author. So you don't even know that these things are possible here. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that, I think that's what, I, yeah, thanks for correcting me. I, I know I read something that, you know, maybe it was harder to find, you know, authors or books and things right. like that. So, right. so how did you, so how did you get into, you know, finding, you know, these romance books and kind of Hardy Boys and things like that? I mean, did you have local libraries? Were your parents readers? What, tell us a little bit about that. Um, no, my parents aren't really readers. To be honest, my parents they didn't even graduate from high school. Mm. Yeah, but they, they knew the importance of education. So they always saw the passion us to read and they always got us materials. We had a local, we didn't have a local library because where I live, it's like 45 minutes from the main town. And you just had a few things like a school, a church and the different homes. Um, but they had a mobile library. So the mobile library would come to our primary school um, probably every other Thursday and you get a book to read, you get to bring it home. And that's how I started reading. Um, when I moved on to high school, the library was very extensive. Um, they started what we call an English, English room um, type of program where the English teachers, they had, apart from the library, they had these books that were should I say, would not be provided by a library for students our age, mm -hmm. but they knew our level of, of reading and then we could go there and we could rent a book. So we'd pay like a dollar to rent a book for a certain number of days. And my English teachers and I were very close. So whenever they got this stock of books, they would ask me if I wanted any and that's how I would get my material to read. I love that. So tell us a little bit about how did you, you were, you know, reading these, you know, early teen kind of romance books, and then you started writing books. So tell us a little bit kind of that, those first books that you were writing. I mean, was it just get out the piece of paper, go for it? I mean, did you, did you have any training? Were you encouraged in school to write? Tell us a little bit about that journey, actually kind of putting those stories on paper. Um, for me, I think it was just about devouring the books and, everything just registering subconsciously. So you don't even realize that you're picking up on these tropes, you're picking up on the story structure, you're picking up on, on characterization. So I found that it actually came natural for me. Here in schools, we do practice story writing, but it's short story writing, which I suck at. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember not having any English book at all throughout high school because what I would do once I get my English notebook, I would just rip the pages out and then I would write with pens um, at the time, I didn't own a computer. I didn't own a computer until I was in college. Mm -hmm. So I would write everything by hand. Um, and I, I, I just, I don't know, it just came natural to me. I didn't have any book to read about writing to market or anything like this. Uh, I, I just wrote what, it was a passion. Mm -hmm. And everything stemmed from that. Well, yeah, I like, I like what you're saying, uh, you know, this idea of, you know, as we read and take in story is, is it becomes kind of subconscious. It's, you know, everyone has that fear of, you know, well, maybe I'm not good at English or I don't do grammar that well or what have you. But, but really, if you're a reader, you know, we really do take, yeah. take in story. And so when we sit down to, you know, tell those stories, we've been kind of telling those stories in our head and we've been taking in stories our whole lives. Uh, no, I think that, that's really interesting. So, uh, so take us a little bit further in your journey. So, you know, out of high school, uh, you know, college getting jobs like wh when did you kind of decide that I really want to give this a go and really want to uh you know write more books um I always wrote for for fun so I would write but I would just pass them on to uh, like friends and they would read and I don't ask back for them so I had a lot of manuscripts out there that got lost mm. um I had stories that were just sitting there and not doing anything with it and uh, I remember just stumbling upon Upwork one day 
I just stumbled upon Upwork and I saw that people were buying stories on Upwork. And because I had no idea about publishing or anything, I just I had a manuscript already. And there was this guy who said, oh, guess what? I like this story. I like what you have on your, on your, your profile. And I read your story and I'd pay you for it. And I was like, wow, somebody's interested in my story. He didn't even register that he wanted to buy it just like for 15 bucks because to me, somebody wanted to buy my story. And that's all that mattered at the time. Yeah, that's, it's amazing how, you know, just that little bit of validation, you know, maybe I can do this or maybe right. somebody likes it. Uh, you know, sometimes that's all we need, right? To just kind of keep going. So, right. so let, let's talk about that because you um, were part of the same uh, writing group and uh, got wind that you, uh, you know, start out writing uh, your romance books, you know, what we're having tons of success, but you celebrated a year of writing just recently and publishing. And you said, I think you said you went from $50 to $5,000 and uh, you had this huge kind of leap into, you know, uh, fame and fortune. So now you're retired living in Jamaica on an Island, right? Isn't that how how it is? Um, But uh, no. So tell us a little bit about, uh, kind of what has been the, the kind of catalyst for the success? I mean, that you kind of just started and then you know, a little bit of success here and there. And then talk us through that, that journey of kind of $50 to $5,000. All right. So at the root of everything was just passion. But before the $50 to $5,000, I was very involved in the writing process, just not for me. I would sell plots. So I had a Fiverr account and I would sell, I would write romance plots. I've written about a hundred romance plots and sold them to romance authors across the board. And uh, I would write novels as well. And I would sell these. Um, when I started, when I decided to start publishing on my own, that was last year in May, May 5th, I encountered the 20 books group, 20 books group. At the time I discovered the, an ARC group that was, it catered for my type of, of romance books. So that's basically the only thing I had going for me at the time. I didn't know anybody within the genre. And I just hoped for the best, really. I, I just thought that probably I'd make like $5 or $10 because at the time, I, all I saw were books being sold for 99 cents. And for me, like selling a book for 99 cents, I couldn't see how that would stretch into a fortune. So I didn't hope for anything, to be honest. And then when I joined the group, I realized that they, they emphasized writing and publishing often, writing and publishing often. So I developed that. That was the first thing I did. So every month, I would ensure that I had a book out. Um, yeah, I didn't have any resources to do things like um, extensive editing or to even market anything. So what I, what I insisted on doing though was to build a following. So I started my Facebook group. And I remember when we were one to three to eight, I know we're at, I think, 550 people in my Facebook group. Um, Later on, I would go to starting my MailChimp account for my newsletter, and that worked out well. Um, I had to do everything, though, I realized by myself, because when I started in my genre, my niche, which is really LGBT romance, um, you are not considered to be new, even though you've published for less than a year, but you're not considered really new if you have more than two books or three books out. So that's something that I had to battle. I had to go at it alone. Um, however, near the end where I made this 5,000, however, I realized that I started to form friendship with authors within the same genre. And I think it was very crucial to me getting that 5,000 because 
on the day when I released my book, there were many authors who were just posting on their pages a happy release day to me, and then their following, I think, would see my books. And I think that really helps get the book out there. Yeah, there, there's something about just that community of, of people. And, and you know, I, I think I was reading somewhere in your, your story about, yeah, just kind of feeling like you're alone, and what you just mentioned, yeah. too. And then feeling like, okay, well, wow, there's people like me and, and maybe this is what I need to think about or, you know, give me some feedback. And I think that's what's so, so cool about the indie community too, is, is there's such a great support. I mean, most people are trying to help, yes. help each other. Yes. You know, they're not trying to tear each other down. It's not a big competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I, I think that's, you know, you talked about passion and, and just that's what keeps you going, obviously telling the, these stories and, you know, obviously you have to learn along the way, kind of how to, how to publish and how to get things out there. Now let, let's dig in a little further, just kind of your, your process and uh, kind of some of success because you've obviously been able to do this. And I, I preach this a lot on our show is, you know, you don't have to have a ton of money up front to publish your books. Like you, you, you got to start somewhere. So, um, you know, not, not a lot of money for editing, not a lot of money for covers and things like that. So, um, so let's talk about, talk about kind of that first book that you were putting out into the world. Um, you know, what, what did that process look like as far as, you know, writing and editing and then kind of cover, you know, getting it out there. I mean, what are some kind of ways that people could do it on a shoestring budget, if you will? All right. So, um, for me, I found, uh, an ARC reviewer who she loved just helping out. So I found her and she decided that she was going to proofread my book. It's not the greatest thing ever, of course, because you know that an editor is very vital, but where it's, you're unable to do this, there are people out there who will help. I, I've seen authors who trade, for instance, you read my book and I read your book and we we'll go through and help each other. Or I'll trade you, I'll trade you. So if I can edit, I'll edit. If you can make a cover, you make a cover and we trade services. So that's what I, one of the things I saw happening and that can be done. Um, for those who are on a minimum budget. Uh, as much as people hated Fiverr, what I did, I used Fiverr to find a cover artist. Um, the thing for me, though, having worked with Fiverr for a while, I knew the little things that I should check on to ensure that I was getting a repeatable service and that my book cover would match up. So I found someone, I got my own photo, and I think that is kind of key because you can get cheap photos for like 10 or $11 um on what's that site called iStock yes they have iStock you have deposit photos that you can purchase your photo having purchased your photo now at least you would be able to provide that to anybody who wants to question um where you got your photo from and then I passed this on to the the graphic designer and he made my cover so I got that for really cheap um, I didn't pay for anything at all. So the only thing that cost me was getting that cover done. No, and I think that's a, a path that a lot of authors, you know, go, I, I know I went that path early on too, is, is, you know, Fiverr, as much as people can be negative about Fiverr, if you, if you right. dig around, you can find some good designers. I, I had a, a girl, uh, do some illustrations for me that were, you know, really reasonable for a kid's book I did. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, kid's book, it's going to cost you a thousand bucks, you know, for just for the illustrations. But, um, you know, she was an art student and did good work. And I mean, there are, are people out there. Um, and I liked what you said about trading services. I think that's another just great idea. Uh, there's so many people willing to help, you know, editing, design, whatever, uh, is yeah. The, Hey, you help me, I'll help you kind of thing. Um, and I think that's just really wise, I, especially, you know, I, you know, like your books and my books too, when I started it was, you know, you're not making money day one. So, 
um, you know, you don't want to spend, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on your first book if you're, you know, not making money yet. So, um, you know, I think it's important just to be wise when it comes to those kinds of things. Um, so, so tell us a little bit, uh, uh, about, uh, your writing process. So, uh, one of the things I love about, uh, your story is you're a full-time teacher, busy life. And you talk about, you know, some, some days you only have two to three hours of sleep because you're writing so much. Uh, but talk, talk a little bit about kind of what's your process been like to actually get the words on the page. All right. So for me, I've been outlining. I've been outlining a lot. So outline is very important to what I do. The first thing that I do when I get an idea for a story is that I try to make it different. Even though it's similar to the market, I try to make it different in my own way so that people will want to read this one above the others. And I have a structure of how I outline and I realized that I couldn't really start a story without outlining. So I, I had an expected word count that is there. I jotted down the tropes I wanted to cover, the different categories that I would find my book in on Amazon, for example. And then I had a premise that I would work on. From my premise now, I would work on my, my setting where I want the story to take place. I'll do whatever research I need to do about that particular place. Um, I've had the opportunity to travel to the U.S., so I, I kind of understand a little bit about how places are there that is different from my country. And uh, then I would work on characterization. So I would have all the main characters. I would write their backstories. And sometimes writing the backstory sometimes means writing an entire different book that probably nobody will see um, just to get into the character's head to find out what they're feeling and stuff like that. And after I, I completed that, I would work now on my chapter-by-chapter chapter synopsis. So I would plot this story out from chapter one to the epilogue because I love to have an epilogue for my stories. And sometimes my chapter chapters usually are very long because once I'm writing, I'll get ideas for even what the characters would say and would jot it all down. Now, there are many persons who frown at outlining because they're saying that you're using some type of method and it's not staying true to just letting the story flow. But I didn't use any method. In fact, um, I think there's some methods like snowballing or, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I don't know any of those because I've never studied any of the methods. I just developed a system that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I kept at it and I outlined every single book. And because I outlined, it would be easier for me to write. So it would be hitting like 10,000 to 17,000 words per day. And that was easy. Um, we get some holidays. So I would use all my holidays in order to write my novels as well. When I go home in the evenings, I don't really participate in much. Um, I don't really have a lot of friends because, again, writing is my passion and that is what I stay true to. You won't find me partying on a weekend. You'll find me writing as soon as I go home. And, yeah, that's my life, basically. So, so tell us, are you, uh, are you writing your books? Or are they mostly in a series? Uh, I know you said you're, you're writing about a, one a month. So uh, are they in a series? And then also, like, how long are each of your books? All right. So I write in a series um, because I think that persons who love, or readers who love a book, they will follow the entire series, especially if you give like a snapshot of the next um, protagonist who will be in the other books. Uh, my books tend to be a little on the longer side. So they'll be from 60,000 to 90,000, almost 100,000. Wow. Right, so that's the line. Yeah. So you're, and you're doing that one per month. One per month. Yeah. That's really, that's a, that's a high, a lot of words per day. Um, 
but but again, I, I love your story just because you know you're you're showing people that it's possible. And yes, you do have to make some sacrifices. Maybe you can't party every weekend, or you know you might have to not as, have as many friends, or, or have to say no to <laughs> some things. But um, but it sounds like you know you're you're really trying to put in the work at the beginning too to kind of build up that yes. that backlist. Right. Yes. right. I think you I think you mentioned your backlist was kind of the key of of your your latest success of kind of building up your your revenue was people going back to the books you already had. Was that is that correct? Right. So many persons I realize they have one book and then they focus on marketing for that one book instead of putting the next book out and the next book out. For me, what really worked is each month I put a book out the previous books, they get attention, so people buy them. So for this book that I released, all my other books, they just exploded. So their rankings were probably 100,000 in the U.S. stores, and they started being 20,000 in the stores and so forth. So it really helped. And every book that you release, it shines on your backlist. So my focus was just getting the books out, getting the books out, getting the books out. When I, when I later on would market, even if I market one book, if somebody likes that book, they'll go to your backlist. So you'll end up making more. What would you say, like which number, and I don't know if you can even answer this question, but maybe you can. Uh, <laughs> how, many, how many books have you, did you write before you started to really see like some success? So if somebody's, you know, obviously, the, as you mentioned, the, the, the deadly thing to do is just write that one book and try to market it to death with nothing else to go to. Uh, but when did you kind of start seeing that, that spike in revenue uh, from book one to, you know, whatever number that was? Was it like book five, book 10? It depends on what everybody defines as a success for me. I just set a goal for each month. So the first month when I published my novella, I made 54, I think 54 bucks or something like that. And then the next month I made like 300 and plus dollars. The other month I made 200. But on the fourth book, I hit, I think, 700 and it kept going above the 500. And then it was a 900 for, since November, it started to be a 900. And then the funny thing happened is that in January, I didn't release any book at all. And that's when I hit a thousand in my revenue for the royalties. And it's been steady at a thousand since, but I was su- surprised that they leap from 1,000 to 5,000. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty common, uh, I mean, it depends on your genre, depends on, you know, a lot of factors, but but I think, yeah, that four, five, six book kind of part of the series is really when you can start seeing some kind of leaps in, in growth and, in, uh, yeah, and that's, you know, and I think that's the, that, that's the key is like, obviously your audience likes your books and they want more of them. And so, you know, obviously we want to write more of them, right? We, I mean, we can't write a book every week, but you know, there, there is something about those authors we enjoy and being able to have more work to find. And, and I think um, what, what I love about your story too, is you've talked about how you didn't really spend any money on, on marketing um, or advertising, um, but really your marketing and your advertising is that newsletter and also just writing more books. Right. And, and that's the key. Uh, I mean, that's, you can do, you know, marketing's fine. Ads are fine, you know, but if you don't write that next book, there's, there's nothing for people to go to. Um, yes, that's true. Yeah, so I really love what you're you're doing and how how you're going about it. I think it's you're you're right on track. Um, so, um, Shashane, I, I want to be sensitive to your uh, time, and uh, I know you're you're busy and have school mm-hmm. and other things going on, and obviously you have you know tens of thousands of words to write. So, uh, <laughs> one question I'd love to ask our guests um, is if you are talking to uh, someone who's just starting out as a writer or someone who wants to write. Or maybe they've written a few books, but they're just 
feeling kind of discouraged, you know, what would be like three, we call them writerly truths. So, you know, what are, what are three things that you would want to tell uh, a writer that's, that's just starting out um, to just keep on going and, and encourage them? All right, so first of all is one is the reason you write. If you're passionate about your writing, nothing will stop you from writing. That's number one. Um, so be passionate about it. Find, even if, it, if it's writing in general, find a topic, find a genre that you're passionate about. You'll keep writing that genre um, if you love it. And number two is that you'll have persons who will try to discourage you as well because they'll tell you that you need an editor. And that can rip you to shreds because there are persons who are adamant and they'll tell you that you will not be success. Do not dare put that book out until you get an editor. But sometimes releasing that book will make it possible for you to be able to afford an editor. So just use the resources that you have around you. There are people who are willing to help. And number three is that know your fellow authors in your genre. When you know your fellow authors in the genre and build a relationship, build a rapport with them, and that will help you in a lot of ways. They'll invite you for their takeovers and their groups. They will give you a shout out. They will do newsletter swaps with you. But be genuine about it. That's another thing. Be genuine about it. They'll, they'll find success with that. Those are, those are really, really helpful. So, so Shashane, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You helped out a lot of writers. Now, before we go, a couple things. One is, what do you have? What are you working on right now? What do you have coming out soon? And then also, where can people find you? I um, currently I'm working on the second book in the trilogy. That's the book that you see the 5,000 um, for last month. Um, it's called the Take Care of Me. Uh, all three books would be Take Care of You, Take Care of Me, and Take Care of Us. And that book should be out later this month. It's currently at 48,000 words, but I'll get it up to snuff by then. Uh, readers can find me in my group on Facebook. That's where I'm most of the time. And it's at Gianni's Gems. Gianni's Gems. Because my author name is Gianni Holmes. Right? And that is very obvious on my Facebook page. I have both names there. So you can find me there as well. You can also send me an email at giannihomes at gmail.com. And I will always respond to that. Oh, great. Well, hey, I am so excited for you and all your success and, uh, and just how you keep plugging along and, and writing and, and just doing your passion. And I love that. And uh, thanks for helping a lot of writers today and, and stay in touch and hope to hear from you again soon. Right, thanks very much, Ryan, for having me. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Prolific Writer Nation, Shashane Wallace, dropping some huge writerly truth bombs all the way from Jamaica. And uh, I just, again, just loved her story. And one of the, the funny things was she, she wrote me later and said, you know, this is my very first podcast and uh, first interview she's ever done. She's like, I really don't like talking. I don't like speaking. I don't like talking to anyone, even in real life. And I was willing to come on the show and uh, I'm so glad that she did. Uh, and she did a great job. And there's just a lot there. I, I hope you're just really inspired by Shashane, because she just really is like, you know, passionate about writing and just going to keep pushing through. And that's really been her message is don't let people detract you from the stories you want to tell and and the messages you want to share. Uh, And and it's going to be hard work and there's going to be failures and there's going to be things that, you know, you're going to fall on your face like we all do. Uh, And also just where she has found a community of people and like-minded artists and, and writers and and you can't go this alone. I think sometimes we think, you know, writing is a very isolated thing, but 
but having a community in your corner is so vital for your success and to be able to ask questions and be able to learn from each other and help each other. Um, I, I think for me that that was the biggest kind of eye-opening thing was that you can't do this alone and you need other people. And that's really why I started this podcast was to get you exposed to other writers and other authors and a great indie community, but also I'm just giving back to those that have helped me along the way as well. And uh, so thank you, Shashane Wallace. Go check out her books. All her information will be on the website. Like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, sign up for the VIP list. Keep updated on the course, 45-day novel course. That sounds like something you'd be interested in. And also uh, with that list is you'll get updates on when the podcast comes out and other articles and resources that we, we send out. And uh, you'll really enjoy those and just stay in the loop. And that's just an easy way to do it. And you can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and all those things. Uh, just a couple more things before you go. One, if you would kindly leave a rating or review on iTunes, it really helps us get the show out in the world. And uh, just really appreciate your feedback. Give me an honest, honest review. And uh, thanks for tuning in every week. And uh, it's been been so much fun doing this. And then lastly, um, if you'd like to support this show and the other 20 shows on the Project Entertainment Network, uh, check out the Patreon page. And uh, I think if you sign up for a buck... Uh, a month for the Patreon. You can get stories and other swag and other cool, cool stuff uh, sent to you every month. Um, I'm part of the Patreon as well. And I love getting all the stories here and from the other artists and writers and, and, and other people doing cool stuff. So check that on out. Well, Hey, this is Ryan J Pelton for the prolific writer. And before I go, I just have one more thing I need to tell you, go get those words on the page and I'll talk to you real, real soon. Join us each Wednesday on the Mondo Method Podcast, brought to you by Project Entertainment Network. The Mondo Method Podcast features authors Armand Rosamilia and Chuck Buddha as they discuss the writing process from both the veteran and the novice perspectives. Each episode ends with a segment called Marketing Morsels, where expert publicist Aaron Sweet Almahari teaches everyone how to promote their work and sell more books. Check us out on the Mondo Method Podcast on Project Entertainment Network. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Project Entertainment Network. 